Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. My idea for this show was to invite guests and get the conversation started, to take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. And we encourage our listeners to look within themselves to take decisive action to make a positive difference. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. I'm your host, Bill Myers. And today I am excited to have with me my special guest, Mr. Mr. Brent Ryan. Uh, but I, we're going to discuss the topic of impermanence. And it is the understanding that everything, everything must change. And uh, so uh, I was inspired to this topic for a couple of reasons. Very recently, uh, a cousin of mine um, passed away, and um, and there, you know, the circumstances around that are, you know, kind of mysterious or what have you. But she is no longer with us. But the last time that I spent quality time with her was about four years ago when we were, um, when I was asked to officiate a funeral service for her mother. And uh, what was unique about that experience was that her mother, uh, you know, African-American, her mother was a, a Buddhist. And that caused a great deal of tension within the family when the daughter, my cousin, uh, suggested that she wanted to honor her mother in the Buddhist tradition. And of course, all the other family members coming from a Christian background pushed back and said, hey, if it's not a Christian um, you know, uh, uh, you know, funeral or service, you know, I don't want any part of it. And you know, a lot of drama behind that. And so I was charged with uh, accepting that challenge, which I willingly and, 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 and graciously did because I felt like this was a wonderful opportunity to educate um, folks who don't understand uh, anything about Buddhism uh, and to be able to explain that. And so I had the, the pleasure of having with me a Tibetan Buddhist monk who was uh, the head of the Indianapolis Buddhist temple here in Indianapolis. And he is an actual Tibetan uh, Buddhist monk and has very... Uh, uh, very little English. And so I asked him to join me in, in uh, performing this uh, funeral service and to stand with me as I worked through this service, which I knew was going to be a bit of a challenge because it was an education point. So being able to point out the teachings of Buddha and being able to point out the teachings of Jesus and to show you that these that this universal truths that both of these uh, wonderful uh, people of great wisdom were teaching are consistent, and that's why they are universal truths. And so this this idea here exists also here. So and and so that was a very important thing. But the one thing that this all centered around was the word and the teaching and the Buddhist principle of impermanence. That everything is in constant state of change. Nothing stays the same. In fact, um, the Buddha's uh, a lot of the central message of Buddha is that life is suffering, and the suffering is largely due to our unwillingness 
to let go and to allow things to continue to change. It's when we cling to them that our suffering begins and our struggles begin because we want things to stay the same and they just won't. Um, they, they do not stay the same. They're in constant change, constant transformation. So anyway, so I'm excited to get into this topic today. And one of the, there is a song that is a favorite of mine um, that is called Everything Must Change. And um, I would like to recite these lyrics because it gives us a, 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 in a, in a lyric and poetic context, a really good idea of, of the concept of impermanence and, and how these lyrics explore a, a wide space here. And so the lyrics read as, everything must change, nothing stays the same. Everyone must change, nothing stays the same. The young become the old, mysteries do unfold because that's the way of time. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. There are not many things in life that you can be sure of, except rain comes from the clouds and sun lights up the sky and hummingbirds do fly. Winter turns to spring, a wounded heart will heal, Never much too soon, everything must change. The young become the old, mysteries do unfold. Cause that's the way of time. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. There are not many things in life that you can be sure of, except rain comes from the clouds, sun lights up the sky and hummingbirds do fly. I have always been in love with this song because of these wonderful lyrics and this, and, and the beauty in the idea, the beauty in this, in the melody, the beauty in the idea of these words, uh, which, which deliver, a, a, I guess, to some, a very harsh truth that everything changes. And I guess it may go down a little bit better when you put music to it or something, but that, that has always been a very attractive song to me, one of my favorites of all time. Um, so as we talk about impermanence, um, uh, I, I bring this, this story again. I was reminded about the concept of impermanence because of the funeral service that I performed for my cousin's mom, my aunt, about four years ago. And uh, unfortunately, I'm now facing the death of my cousin herself. And I will be per performing her funeral service soon when she um, is returned back to Indianapolis, Indiana. And she will be laid in her final resting place along with her mother. And I will revisit this idea of impermanence uh, in her service as well. And so that, that's where the, the idea came from, but also just what a great idea and what a great concept and something that is worthy of committing the time in, in, uh, in uh, exploring in the context of a show. So I'm glad to be doing that today with my friend, 
Brant Ryan. And I want to tell you a little bit about Brant before we get going. And um, Brant is, hold on just a second. Brant is sitting right here, but now Brant is witnessing my inability to work a mouse. Um, so uh, the, uh, so Brant Ryan, after obtaining a BA in philosophy from Marion University, Brant Ryan earned an MFA in creative writing from Florida International University in 2001. While living in New York, he served as an editorial assistant for Zoetrope, uh, All Story, Francis Ford Coppola's internationally acclaimed fiction and art magazine. He is currently resides here in his hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana, where he recently wrote and directed his first play entitled Restitution. So I would like to welcome Brant to the show. Welcome, Brant. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to share this space with you today and to explore this concept of impermanence. Um, you know, and I, I, as we were, as I was also thinking about the show beyond just the scope of my own personal experience, I'm reminded that over the past year, you know, we've had, we've experienced, you know, great changes. I mean, great change has happened at every turn from our political leadership to our racial awareness, to life on lockdown and quarantine during a global pandemic, to the loss of loved ones and friends who are no longer with us today. I mean, it's, um, while all this may seem unusual, it actually, it's, it, it's actually normal that change happens and and that it's continuously and constantly in motion. And, it, and uh, you know, so again, this, con this concept of impermanence, I'm just excited about addressing that. Um, and uh, as I was talking to Kim, you know, producer, just before we started the show, I mean, the whole idea over the last year or two has been, uh, I, I think the idea of impermanence is because the topics have been so large and, and huge that we can see those changes from, you know, and you know, our political climate or pandemic, wearing masks, being locked down in the in the house, or being able to, to to go out and have dinner or not. I mean, so the changes have been so drastic. I think we notice it, but the key is to be able to understand that impermanence is forever with us, and even the small stuff. I mean, even being able to, you know, brush my hair today and glance down at the sink and look at the 50 hairs that are there that <laughs> I am minus, you know what I mean, as a result of that. So, I mean, it, it's, it's the little things, but little things mean a lot because they're, they're, con they're in constant motion and they accumulate. And so at some point there, there probably won't be any hair. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just how it's happening, you know, but, <laughs> but um, so your thoughts, I mean, just before we get too, too, too over, too, too deep into this, but your thoughts on this topic of impermanence, your initial thoughts here. Yeah, well, I agree with you that, that it's sort of been, um, you know, highlighted over the past few years where you've got a bunch of like very drastic changes that people are, or they're, they're sort of forced to see these changes. Mm -hmm. um, whereas uh, the smaller things, sometimes we don't become aware of, but, but those can be things that lead you know, to important changes in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, I always say, you know, back to my my um, education, I, I think of um, Heraclitus and you, you never step into the same river twice thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then but after 
after we discussed a little bit, I thought, um, you know, I think the idea is more like you're, you need to be in the river. Mm. You know, it, there is no shore that doesn't change. Yeah. Where the Western idea with Heraclitus, uh, you know, stepping into one and then stepping out, um, as opposed to no, like the more Eastern, you're in the river and, and your ability to accept change and move with it, you know, is probably related to, to your well-being. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, you know, because I mean, that, that, again, the idea that we struggle with uh, change, you know, it's like we know things must change, but then we resist every time we, we attempt to make a change. Then it's like, I'm uncomfortable. Why? Why are you uncomfortable? Because it's different. Okay, but it's got to be different in order to change, right? I mean, so, but that's scary. Why is it scary? Why do you think that's scary? Why should it be scary? Well, again, speaking for myself, um, uh, changes of a more, um, you know, personal growth sort of uh, changes that I've been lucky enough to go through. Um, it, I had to look at some things that I, I didn't want to look at. Um, whether I was conscious of it or not, there was a long period of time where um, there were some things that I just didn't want, you know, maybe someone would mention something and and sort of you get the truth shoved in your face, but you still have that defense mechanism of, okay, I'm not, you know, I've buried that and and it's, it's down there and I'm not dealing with that. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's fear. There's a lot of fear of, of facing things, at least on, on a personal level. And I guess also in a, you know, in a, on a larger level in society in general, some of the things that are happening now, fear um, of having to, to look at the truth, you know, dead on um, and be able to be open and, and willing to have tough conversations about yourself, with yourself, with other people about these things. It's uncomfortable. Um, and everyone wants, like you said, to cling on to that stuff that is comfortable, but you have to accept that uncomfortableness in order to change. And, and I just think it's necessary that we go through that. Um, and, and then you end up growing it ends up being a good thing. Um, but the work of getting through the change and facing down those truths that you might be ignoring, or I might be ignoring, um, those have been the most difficult, but the most rewarding having gone through it. It wasn't easy by any stretch. One of the hardest things I've ever done. And it's not like I've perfected its progress. So I, it's a new thing every day. Mm -hmm. So um, I think people, you know, it's fear. It's, it's fear of having to look at something you don't want to look at. And it's fear of having to go through the hard work of once you're aware of it, how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's a good start. It's a good start. I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I want to get a little bit deeper in, into that, into the details of what you, your experience and, 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 you know, what you are alluding to there, because I think it's very important and, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, it's healthy, but I guess what perplexes me is whatever made us think that change was ever comfortable. I mean, what, what day did we wake up and go, oh, you know, I'm cool with it. You know, I mean, <laughs> in other words, I think we're always meant to be uh, kind of off balance with it, you know, in order to be able to flow or to swim through and, and roll with the tides, you know what I mean? And to, 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 to be that agile, you know what I mean? I think it's the rigidity part. We're starting to tighten up. We're clinging that we start to pull muscles and hurt ourselves and everything else. But Anyway, very interesting. Well, I'm grateful that you're here today joining me and you are listening to Bill Myers Inspires. 
And we are discussing impermanence today with my guest, Brant Ryan. We'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and we're discussing impermanence. Everything must change with my guest, Brant Ryan. Brant, welcome again. Thank you. Um, I want to open this up with just a couple of quotes that I'm inspired to share here. One is from uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, and he reminds us, it is not impermanence that makes us suffer. What makes us suffer is wanting things to be permanent when they are not. And then he offers this other little piece, which, which I really like, uh, and then I think this will, will we can get into you sharing a little bit more. And it says, thanks to impermanence, thanks to impermanence, everything is possible. Thanks to impermanence, everything is possible. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying, you were about to share some with me um, and with our listeners, you were you were just getting ready to cite some examples in your own um, life experience of examples of impermanence um, and um, that 
uh, and examples of growth in, in, in your walk, I would, I would love to hear it. Okay. Um, well, the, the first major, I, th I mean, of course, again, back to it's, it's been going on the whole time. Sure. Um, but uh, I guess one of the first events, um, I, I was diagnosed with Tourette's when I was nine. Um, and there was a, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of awareness about it back then. Um, and uh, I had to deal with sort of um, being the class clown to, oh, that's an actual disease. And, and you know, like the, the nuns were doing one thing to me before and I was getting the all time record for detentions. And then it was a, ooh, hands off, you know, sort of opposite situation. Mm -hmm. um and that you know as a child it's and, and you're trying to fit in it's it's that was a big change that happened to me just the diagnosis it's it's not like the Tourette's got better or worse but just the diagnosis itself changed everyone's perspective on on what that is um and but moving forward a bit um I also had a certain relationship with uh with Catholicism I went to Catholic schools most of my life um, and then I, I ended up going to Marion, which is a Catholic school and studying, you know, philosophy and a little theology. Um, but after that, I had a number of people, uh, close people pass away in, um, a pretty, you know, short span of time. And I sort of tossed everything out the window. Um, and because I didn't want to, I didn't want to address because that was permanent to me, it got, it, you know, that, that, those deaths. Um, and I didn't, I couldn't see, I couldn't see the possibility that it could be any other way. Um, so I had some blinders on, um, but I ended up um, getting into a, um, a recovery program, a 12-step program that um, turned, was, was able to, it was a miracle. It was able to turn my viewpoint around to be able to recognize again, my relationship with God to reestablish that. Um, but a lot of things happened before that without which I would have never walked into those rooms to begin with. And it was a lot of pain and suffering um, and, and, you know, turmoil and all, everything that goes along with that. Um, but now I can almost say that I'm, I'm I mean, I, I can say I'm grateful that that I went through that, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't um, have been able to reestablish a relationship. Um, I mean, God was there the whole time. You know, it was the same when I didn't realize and God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Mm. Um, so that was a big change. And when I and when I when you're new in that you start to get some really hard questions thrown at you that sort of separates the um the people that are serious about it and the people that aren't and um i was i was desperate and willing to do anything they told me to do um to 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 get better and that included um you know looking at some things in my past that i didn't want to look at looking at truths about myself um that i didn't want to look at um and one day i had a big I came to this realization that I had basically been selfish my entire life. Like that was my MO. Um, and when I really saw that, because I, I heard other people talking about it and I said, that's me. So it was through storytelling, through other people talking about it, that I was able to recognize this in myself. And um, it hit me hard and it was overwhelming. Um, but I, 
I did the work that was required to address those things. And, and it wasn't my MO of um, act like, uh, no, hold on to that old, just shove it down somewhere deep and forget about it. Like that was not going to work. I had to change in order to change. I had to do a number of things that were very difficult. And it's not like it's perfect now. Mm -hmm. It's just like baby steps. Um, but it allowed me to be aware, which was like the first thing, mm -hmm. um, and then work on it from there. So I guess those are a couple examples anyway. Yeah, no, it's that. I mean, that that's something. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, being able to to understand where the suffering, you know, and, and what it is that's causing that and being able to then address it, uh, having having a a path or a, a, a means or encouragement to be able to let go of that thing, not stuff it in the back, but just let go of it entirely. Right. I mean, so I mean, I think I, I mean, I think that's wonderful. And I'm glad that you are able to share that. And I'm glad that you found the the you know the necessary support and to to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of people are still searching for that, whatever whatever that is. And I and I certainly encourage them to continue searching for that and and be uh and, and to to find the assistance, you know, what whatever the issue is again. Um and I, I just I think that's that's wonderful. So um I'm having an issue with my my mouse here, but um come on mouse. <laughs> I seem to be stuck, but you know what? Uh, I don't need a mouse right now. Okay, so what I wanted to do was, as you were saying that, I, I, I was reminded of, again, the second part, the second quote that I shared on, from Thich Nhat Hanh, which was this notion of thanks to impermanence, because it doesn't last forever, everything is possible. Because it's this too shall pass it makes it possible that, that that on the other side of that, you know, um, on the other side of the cloud, the sun is shining. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because that cloud's moving, you know? So we don't want to cling to the cloud. We don't want to stay in that mode of, of being held captive to the thing. Um, we need to be able to flow. Um, so I think, I think that's really, really awesome. Um, in this, I want to share a couple of more of these quotes, and then we'll continue this conversation because I'm fascinated by some of these different observations that that have come to us from various, you know, thinkers and, and writers and stuff like that. And this is from uh, Somerset Maugham, which I'm, I'm, I've always enjoyed his work. But he says, "Nothing in the world is permanent, and we're foolish when we ask anything to last." But surely we'll, we're still more foolish not to take delight in it while we have it. <laughs> and, and that's interesting because I think we get the preoccupation about the thing to, to that it lasts, that we don't even appreciate it when it's present. Yes. Does that make sense? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. that like staying in the moment has a lot to do with the salute to this whole theme yes i agree i agree being able to 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 appreciate the moment that you are in and stop looking at five minutes from now because but what about right now you know we squander right now trying to be trying to predict tomorrow it's like yeah but what about right now what about today or trying to live back yeah or trying to you know yeah exactly exactly 
So I think that these, you know, again, some of these little reflections, you know, the value of these comments. Uh, here's another one from William Braxton Irvin. Um, by contemplating the impermanence of everything in the world, we are forced to recognize that every time we do something could be the last time we do it. And this recognition can invest the things we do with a significance and intensity that would otherwise be absent. We will no longer sleepwalk through life. You know, to, to, to live fully in a manner that each time you do something, you, you put the level of energy and, and seriousness to it that this is or could be the last time I ever do this. I, that's, you know, that brings it all the way home. I mean, that really, that, that grounds it. And these are, these are many of the thoughts that I have to hold as, as a, you know, in, in performance and things like that, because that really is kind of the truth. I mean, I only got one opportunity to get it right. And it's right now. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and whatever comes out, it was right for right now, mistakes and all it was right for right now, as long as I was fully into that moment, you know, engaged. Yeah. That reminds me of that, that, that little story in Dostoevsky where he talks about a man that's about to be sentenced to death and he, he's like five minutes out from being hung. Um, and he, he, the last minute, he's like, okay, I'm going to cut this last minute into um, 20 seconds of thinking about my family, uh, 20 seconds of thinking about um, the things that I've done in 20 seconds. Um, I'm just going to look around. And he, this, this minute, this last minute, as if it were her last, it was his last minute, um, you know, every blade of grass, every sound, it, it ended up turning into an eternity of time for this person. Um, and then it was really a Dostoevsky himself, he had been reprieved at the very last moment. Uh, moment. And that's always struck me as, uh, boy, like, could I, if only I could live every moment, like it were my last. Um, like that, um, I, I couldn't, it's an ideal to shoot for, but I, I don't, you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, a gun or something's not in my head in order to do it, like like in Fight Club, like, what do you want to do? You're going to be a dentist, then you're going to go be a dentist. <laughs> right, well, sometimes it be that way, but <laughs> unfortunately, but, oh man. So we are here talking about impermanence today. Everything must change with my, my guest, Brant Ryan, and we'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, 
compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires. And today we are discussing impermanence. Uh, Everything must change with my friend Brent Ryan. And I was complaining about my mouse just a minute ago. And yet another perfect example of impermanence. I thought maybe it just lost the Bluetooth connection, but actually... I think the battery itself is dead. Now, I did not plan for that to happen during the show. But yet again, I cannot find myself tethered to this mouse. And there it goes, because I must be free of this mouse now. Isn't that wonderful, Kim? Did you like that? (laughs) I did. Hey, how about that? I'm like free of the mouse. I don't need a mouse. It's holding me back. But I, I do want to share one more quote on, on impermanence because <laughs> except the things I cannot change. Thank you, Kim, for that reminder. I, I appreciate it. So, but here's another quote um, that I am really fascinated by, and I must share it regarding impermanence. And it simply says, our lives are written in disappearing ink. Now, if that's not a reminder, I don't know what is. So, Brent, so how do we look at impermanence when we when we sort of broaden that view into social sphere? For instance, we have just um, well, you've just recently become uh, familiar with the with the podcast. Well, Bill Myers inspires. We've discussed some of that, and I know that you've had a chance to listen to some of the shows and. Um, you know, so much of what's been going on in the last year, you know, George Floyd related stuff. So race relations and all that. And so, I mean, I know that it requires, I mean, that the, the concerns as it relates to social concerns of, as far as racism in America and so on and so forth, which I have been just trying to really do as much as I can, you know, with the podcast to, to really explore that and to try to have 
discussions on that. And I know that you've recently sort of taken an interest to, to sort of tune into some of that and listen. And, and uh, so, I mean, how important, because that's an issue of impermanence too, because if an individual has been, you know, I mean, I'm American citizen, whatever, I don't even, I think it's really relegated to just America because clearly when the, the issue of George Floyd exploded, it, it hit throughout the world. It resonated like all over the place. Um, and it went past, again, just the idea of police brutality and the, you know, the killing of innocent or, or unarmed Black folks and all that. It really went to the treatment of Black people historically. I mean, it really went to a very, very deep place. So in the midst of all of that and, and critical race theory and all these sorts of things that are attempting to bring the truth, the other part, the untold part of the history into, you know, to give a full picture so that it really is the complete history as opposed to whitewashed and censored stuff, you know, white hero stuff. So anyway, as I, as I look at all that, I know that you have been, again, sort of really recently, you know, sort of looking at, at all these things and particularly the shows. And so I'm, I'm curious, how does the concept of impermanence when you have had, and, and, and many of us have had a certain idea, a fixed idea of America and what it is or race relations, some understanding. And then suddenly there's information that is starting to surface that was not included in the textbooks that we took, was not included in the, uh, the narratives that we were taught, not included in the TV programs that we watched. So it's like, it is a little startling in, in some ways, even for myself to, for the information that has been uncovered, particularly even in the podcast, I've been in a lot of wow places. Wow, wow. I mean, I've said that a thousand times because Folks are sharing information I've never heard before because it was not in these textbooks. I did not, you know, major in African-American studies or anything. No, 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 I didn't. I mean, my African-American studies has been through the experience of being around African-Americans and African-Americans in my family and being part African-American myself. I mean, that that's, I mean, I don't know what, I got to study in it, but, you know. But through those observations, but I have learned a lot. I mean, again, the, you know, five, 10 years ago, I'd never heard of the Tulsa riots. I didn't have a clue about that, but nobody else did either. So all this stuff now is starting to come in. How do you think that factors in your processing of, of you know, again, just even just the, the, the race dynamic as far as the stories that have been told? I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious if there is a spin to be had. I mean, if it happens to us on our own personal, do we have personal epiphanies where we're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do we, do we bring into question these things that we thought we had answered, that they were fixed, the narrative was fixed? Is it possible that it never was fixed? And it, you know, it was, you know, uh, a false narrative that we bought. <laughs> now we're like learning, man, that's not, Mm. I'm just curious what your sure. thought is, because I wrestle with that. I'm still, you know, myself, I'm still processing myself, but I'm just curious what, in your experience, how that sure. is resonating. Yeah. And I want to thank you for the the podcast that, that you, you, this whole show, because I've learned so much from it, particularly on this issue. Um, again, well, thank you. Um, and, and a disclaimer, you know, I, I'm um, with the, with this issue, it's, it's like, I, 
yeah, I was on the Titanic and I, and I just sort of saw this little tip of an iceberg. Um, and, but then, you know, oh, steer away from that because I'm trying to hold on to my previous idea that I'm nice and comfy with, but I, I crashed into that thing. And I'm like right now in the middle of it and, and a little bit, you know, overwhelmed and lost, but, but learning so much. So I'm so grateful, but so it, in, in as much as my experience on this would be valuable, um, it, it was another one of, you know, it wasn't a, an, a, a, you know, lightning bolt. Um, it, it was in another space, we call it, it's, it was a, a recognition of something um, in a, in a pro, in an educational process, not at a school, but sort of like the school of hard knocks, um, where, you know, with the back to the philosophy degree, you know, I, I learned about, you know, I read Nick and McKeon ethics and pretty much the whole thing was about ethics and learning that, um, you know, these, these very high and, and separated from reality truths, um, about, um, you know, every substance, every species being equal and color and weight and all of this is just accidental and, and you need to treat things according to what they are, not these, not these accidents, um, that are color and, and height and, um, you know, your DNA and what you're predisposed, none of that. It's, it's, that's a human being. That's a human. We're all human beings. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, I thought, I don't, I'm not a racist. I, I don't, you know, I know what a right is. I studied what a right is. I can, I can tell you the basis for all of this. Um, and not only was I satisfied with that at the time, but it's almost like it was a point of pride or something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, again, through storytelling, through your podcast and listening to other people, because I didn't get it, you know, it, before a month ago, I still had that position. Um, and I started hearing these stories coming from other people. And, and that, again, because it's so ingrained in, in the way that, that we've been brought up and everything, that that's a hard one to punch the, the awareness part. Mm -hmm. is way more difficult than anything that I've ever sort of had any sort of growth in at all. And I just, uh, the, the stories that were told um, hit, you know, opened up just a, a pinhole that, that I could, I, I was like, you know, something really affected me where uh, talking about um, that someone was walking down a different street and breathing different air. And I, that day, you know, I was, I was in a coffee shop and I, I, I put myself in a position where I was like, okay, if I were someone of color, what would I be noticing in here? What would, what would I, I mean, I have no idea where am I even getting this from, but I did pick up a few things and I was like, that's odd. And so I started thinking about it. Um, and then it got, it, it really heavy. Um, and I had to it's like there was a there there was an epiphany, and again with any major change, um, there's some you know I I had to step back for a couple of days and be like what well, what just you know it was like a whole new world opened up to me, and again um, I don't have a, a a wide angle lens on this world I I'm I'm like a, I've got the fighter pilot's little straw view I, I'm just getting to know this stuff but um, it's it's possible though because it it changed it. I immediately became humble and got that pride of, Oh no, I, I know what a right is. And, you know, I, I've dated women of color and I, I pulled out all those cards 
all of them, mm -hmm. and thought I was uh, secure in that. But hearing other people's experiences, particularly um, from your podcast, has has caused me to to look at things differently. Um, and it's a little bit overwhelming at the moment because it's a lot of hard truths, and these weren't tucked away by me. It's like it's I came I came into the world with this thing, these things tucked away, mm -hmm. and, and it's like how do I even get to the box where that got tucked into? You know, where's right. the key to that box? And the key was another human being telling a story that I could relate to. And that opened that so that I think, I, you know, now that I'm aware, I ask, you know, what can I, what can I do about it? Or, or should, do I have anything to do about it? And I listened to another one and I was like, ah, I, I see, I see some problems in myself here as I relate to this. And, and there's going to be some changes that are going to, that I'm going to have to go through and they're going to be painful. But again, any milestone I've ever made with any personal growth um, has has been hard work, mm -hmm. and and this is a this is a big one. It's a it's a really a really big one for me, and I'm just grateful that that I'm aware of it. And so now, because you have to be aware of it first, right, right. And then maybe now I can take some actions in the right direction. Um, but again, I'm at the beginning of that process, and and you know I'm just gonna. Uh, work towards being better at it and seeing things differently. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's interesting. And, 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 and as I listen to you and I'm, I'm certainly, you know, you're, you're, you know, remarking about the show, but I have to share the space with you because a, a lot of this information and stuff that has been unearthed, uh, I never heard it before either. So it, I'm still processing it. I'm still trying to put it in, in its proper context. You know, there, I mean, it's not like there was, you know, large groups of people that were privy to the secret data. You know what I mean? It wasn't, dude. I mean, this stuff literally has just sort of come out. So again, I, I know the same George Washington story you do. I know the same Abe Lincoln story you do. Again, and that's the that's the thing that's really freaking me out too. Is that the challenge of being able to, oh gosh, wrestle with this information and then make the the adjustments with it? So I don't really have, and and would arguably say, you know, nobody just because you are a person of color, there still wasn't another history book and another story you got a lot of this information has been sort of hidden, tucked away from all of us. I mean, everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that because that's, that's important because I'm in the process of still growing and learning and being uncomfortable about this stuff too. So anyway, I just wanted to say you're not alone, it. man. I appreciate that. So, um, so I want to uh, take a break right now and um, you're listening to Bill Myers Inspires with my guest, Brent Ryan, and we are discussing impermanence. Everything must change. We'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires, as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, 
jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires. Here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're talking about impermanence today. Everything must change with my guest, Brant Ryan, and I would like to offer this up. The word impermanence is, der- is derived from two Latin words, M-I-M, meaning not, and permanence, meaning permanent. Impermanence is an ism and therefore a belief. In this context, understanding impermanence means understanding that everything is impermanent. So uh, life is impermanent. Nothing stays the same forever. Our thoughts fluctuate and our emotions are always changing. What we consider good or bad is not constant. Our tastes change, our relationships change, our bodies change, our health changes. So again, once again, just trying to figure out how we, we become better able to uh, dance through the changes as opposed to stumble and get knocked over and get skin knees. I mean, I think it's, you know, being able to sway with the wind when we're in the flow because it's meant to flow. It's not meant to, you know what I mean? To stand against Mm -mm. the thing. It's meant to flow, you know, and, um, so anyway, that's the goal is, is, so how do we flow? And so as I think about, again, all this information, even when we're talking about racism, we're talking about, you know, new discoveries, new information, new ideas, all of these things are so, something that we all, you know, I mean, universally have to wrestle with and, and start to bring into that reality. Because many of these things are acceptances of, even what we thought the past was, it wasn't. And so we have to not only do the homework backward and do some editing to the narrative that we, that was false, that we bought into, but suddenly realized that that was at best only 50% of that narrative. There's this whole other discovery, this whole other history, this whole other contribution to the world that was largely discredited, get credit given somewhere where it did not belong. That's part of the sort of 
greed, colonialism, uh, acquisition piece, you know, yours is not yours. I, it's mine. I discovered it. It's like, wait a minute, you know, uh, you know, I own it. I own you. What, you know, all these kinds of things. So to be able to like bring value back to the individual, bring value back to the culture, bring value. And, and then appreciation, you know, yeah, you know, in the, in the midst of this thing. So even our previous understanding of the history of all of this falls under impermanence because it, it is not true and we're finding out it wasn't. So it was as flimsy as the paper it was written on. We're still in search and seeking the truth. Still, I mean, we're truth seekers. I am. I mean, I keep asking the questions going up. I mean, I don't know if I'm getting any closer or if I'm just sort of, you know, uh, uh, doing a donut at the end of the block, but at least I'm trying. I keep clawing at it and wanting to continue to challenge myself to grow, which is, you know, so, so I'm frequently uncomfortable. But again, the, the beautiful thing about this platform or, or the, the inquiry is the idea of let's go after the uncomfortable conversation. Let's just identify and say, hey, that, that's some shit I don't want to talk about. Let's talk about that, right? Let's go there. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, those are the ones like the most important. Those are always the most important ones. The ones that, oh, oh, that's a, I'm taking that one to the grave or this secret or something that you know maybe you should talk about and let out that that like when I was talking about my own personal development some things I need to see about myself mm -hmm. I was like well yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about all those but but not this this one thing like I'm that's going to the grave like I can't I can't be open willing and honest about that that right now maybe maybe later um and of course though that that is the most important one because it's the one I'm trying to hide and I'm holding on to so tight for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, just being willing to, um, you, you have to be willing, um, you have to be open and you have to be honest and you have to want it. And, and we've got so many things out there that are stopping us or telling us or scaring us so that they don't want your head to turn that way. Or, um, you know, they want, it's all about the, it goes back to the comfort and the avoidance of fear. Um, but if it's found that there's a major problem that requires, um, you know, on a global or a, or a, a you know, societal level, right. um, that's, that's really going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people, right. that's going to be a tough one, but it has to happen. And, and how can it happen without individuals, you know, starting to do it to that's, form groups? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and, I, and I'm glad, man, that you are speaking to this and I'm glad. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week.